Welcome to Characters Here Podcast. I'm your host, Sade, creator of SLF Entertainment. On this show, I interview talented people as they share their amazing stories. I also share stories of my own, talking about the ups and downs in life and how to stay motivated. You can find me on Instagram at SLF underscore entertainment, Facebook SLF Entertainment, and check out my books on Amazon. So join the community at charactersheer.com. Education, education, education. I don't have a good singing voice, so just bear with me. <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome back to Characters Here Podcast. I am your host, Sade. We're into episode three, where the person I'll be interviewing is um, Dr. Lauren Simpson. She started her own nonprofit organization. She inspired today's episode to be about education because knowledge is power but i wanted to break it down to you let me ask you a question are you still getting an education now you may have graduated from high school you may have graduated from college you may have your ged you may came from community college you may be doing continuing education but that's not the type of education i'm talking about that's schooling i'm talking about education are you still going to the library checking out books are you still reading are you still buying books are you reading to your children are you exploring things? Remember those encyclopedia books? Are you looking up? Are you Googling? Are you Googling? Am I overwhelming you? I am sorry. Let me back down. <laughs> so in life, we have to continue to educate ourselves, develop ourselves, learn something new, get books from the library. Like I said before, teach your child to read, travel and learn about different cultures, start your own business. These are things that are educational for yourself. Feed your mind, continue to grow and learn, adapt to changes and come up with new ways to do things. There are opportunities all over the place, but not just opportunities that are already there. You can create your own opportunity by continuing to educate yourself. So this is something just really quick that I just wanted to put out there, let y'all know that you should not be afraid of the word education. Like, education is honestly freedom. And again, like I said, it's not schooling. Like, you have to be in a grade level and get grades back. You're grading yourself. You want to continue to grow, like I said before. And education is also schooling. If you are in school and you're trying to better yourself, that is a great, phenomenal thing. But do not forget that just because you get that paper in your hand that you are done with getting an education. Continue to feed your mind. The Bible is a great book to educate yourself on. Like, there is anything out there that you can read and get some feedback, like some real growth from, that is educational. You know, from time to time, we have our little dibs and dabs. We want to watch television for a few hours. We want to read up on some drama-filled romance novels like I put out. But in my books, I also like to encourage people at the end of each story to Always find love within self. And when you love yourself, you educate yourself. You build upon yourself. So you want to get some growth in there. And always remember that there are little people out there watching and listening to you. So all you're always an example whether you want to be one or not. Um, you don't even have to be have nieces, nephews, or children to be an inspiration to someone. You can be a mentor like Dr. Lauren Simpson, who I'm going to interview, coming up next. So again, educate yourself, boo. You know how you treat yourself? Treating yourself is educating yourself. So go out there, dust off that library card, go ahead and activate it. (laughs) 
go to their bookstore, buy you a few books, do something that's going to free your mind. So we're going to go ahead and get into this interview. I'm introducing to you Dr. Lauren Simpson. Check her out. And go ahead and let me know what y'all think. I'll go ahead and let y'all go. And I'll see y'all in the next episode. Bye. She had an internship in college with BET Networks, graduated with a bachelor's in mass communications, a master's in nonprofit leadership, and a doctorate on organizational leadership. This full-time marketing coordinator is also a social media manager and founder of Adjust Your Crown Mentoring, Inc., a 501c3 nonprofit organization from Nashville, Tennessee, currently living in Atlanta, Georgia, and a special guest on Characters Here, 30 Years Young, Dr. Lauren Simpson. Welcome to the show. How are you? Oh, so good, girl. I love that entrance. I mean, I just need to do that at every place I go to. That sounded so amazing. Like, oh, thank you. Is that me? (laughs) I'm glad you like it. I worked really hard. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) So take us to the beginning. What was your childhood like? Do you have any fun memories? Yes, my childhood was very fun. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, like you stated. I grew up majority in Haynes Manor, also Kings Lane and Parkwood. So basically, I just lived life, you know, no bills, just all about fun and getting to the corner store, getting a bag of hot Cheetos. Yeah, that was what life was about. Um, I remember going to a lot of like my summer camps. I went to a summer camp at TSU called NYSP off of Hartman Park. And I just basically... Love dancing. I love kind of like being a leader. Even then, I remember having like a little clique and I would have them follow me. We would go, we would paint people's nails. <laughs> I don't know. Come up with little dance groups. You know, just like, I don't know. I've always kind of like, like to be in like in a little leader in groups and stuff. So it was always just fun. I think I had a really good childhood. It was all about swimming and having fun. That's all. That sounds fun. So who was your like role models growing up? Did your parents or any family members influence you? I definitely would say my mother, just to see her strength and everything that she was able to do. Other than that, probably Mariah Carey. That's probably about it that I can think of at this time as far as my childhood. But definitely my mom and Mariah Carey. <laughs> <laughs> and so from from your childhood to adulthood, how did you make a decision to go to college? I guess it was always a known fact. Like, I mean, it's just part of the culture, like, by the time that I got of age, it's like, you just go to high school, you go straight to college. Like, right. there's no other option. Um, So, yeah, it was just like I always think that I knew I was going to do is go straight to college. It's funny because when I was younger, my even though my parents preached go to college, I just was like, okay, can I skip high school and go straight to college? <laughs> yeah. My grandma, I think my grandma, she, I mean, she went to school, she went to TSU, and then my granddad even had a master's. So, it was kind of like, you know, it was known that education was important and that's what you do. So then, when you're in college, do you know what you're going to study? Yes, I've always loved talking. I was the kid that got in trouble for talking too much. I never take naps. Even to this day, I will not take a nap. So I was the one that got in trouble for not taking naps and disturbing other people around me, got put right beside the teacher. Even up to high school, I was the one that got put out of class. No matter where you move me, I'm going to talk to whoever's near me. <laughs> so I had that issue. So I've always known that I love communication. So that's why I decided to go into mass communications. I did want to be an on-air TV personality, but you know how things work and BT and MTV cut out all the like VJ positions. Like I was supposed to be the next free, you know? Yes. They took away all of those opportunities. Now we only have reality stars. You have to be on Love and Hip Hop in order to 
be on TV. So it kind of changed the dynamics of what I originally wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So that's why I did the internship at BT. And at that time, of course, there's no internship. Like, there's no department for on-air TV personnel to take Roxy's place. I actually tried out for Searching for New Faces. That's where Roxy and Terrence got picked. So that should have been me, but we're not. Yes. So <laughs> I was actually interned in the communications and public relations department. So that's what kind of opened my eyes to another side of communications outside of being on-air TV. How were you able to get the internship? Like, do you think networking played a part of it, or are you just natural? So I actually applied, you know, like the regular way through the D.C. office, did the phone interview, but I didn't get it. However, I had a cousin that lived out in L.A. that is a part of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. So he told me he had a frat brother that worked in the law department at the D.C. office out there. And I was like, I'll just come out there for a summer and just, you know, try to get in something. And he was like, I'll ask him. And then, lo and behold, the two girls in the PR and communications department were members of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. So it was easy. They just talked to me over the phone real quick. I didn't have to do a formal application again. And they said, come on out. We'll see you then. And the rest was history. So how important do you think networking in college is? I think it's very important. That's like the foundation, like it teaches you. But I think also another part is actually who you know. Like I was able to get that internship based on who I knew. Now, there's other times where I've had like jobs, like my current job. I got that just based on me applying online blindsidedly and then going into the interview and doing well. But all the jobs prior to that, well, my last job before that, I went mm-hmm. to a sorority meeting, met a sorority, told I just moved here to Atlanta, came here without a job. They said, give me a resume. I'll pass it along and I ended up getting a job. You know, so there's other, it works in its favors and, some, and sometimes your skills may get you in the door, but networking is definitely a huge process in your career period. And so you're a marketing coordinator. What led you specifically into marketing? Because of social media. Social media came around and that kind of turned a different side of communications. I became really fascinated by it. I became very, very good at it. Even my dissertation was on social media. It was on millennial and Instagram Twitter followers and how they socially identify with the people they follow on social media. So I think I became very intrigued to that. So it's still communications and PR, and but it's more on the marketing side and it's more towards social media. So I handle most of the social media aspects and promotion. And what do you like or dislike about it? I love all of it. It's, it's nothing that I don't like about it. I like writing the blogs. I yes. like the posting. I even get into designs more now where I can do Photoshop, InDesign, and do different things where I'm creating stuff for it. So I love it. I mean, that's truly what I want to do. It just took me some time to get into a full-time mm-hmm. due to the recession or due to different things, you know, comfortability when you get to a certain place. And my last job actually paid for my doctorate degree. So it was a reason why I was there for the four years that I was. Could you explain the difference between the roles of social media manager and marketing coordinator? Not very much. I mean, I still, in my marketing coordinator, I still manage their social media. It just gives you other, like, well, I'm going to do more stuff. I can also do, like, promotions, write blogs for the company. I do a little bit more because it's, like, and it's more of a corporate title. But the social media manager, where I'm doing a consultant, that's just me working with small businesses where I manage their social media. I'm not doing press releases. I'm not doing additional blogs for them. You know, like, it's literally just managing their social media, creating the designs, and getting their social media platform to look really nice and professional. Once you graduated with your bachelor's degree, did you wait some time in between your master's and your doctor's, or was it just all back to back? 
No, I waited. Uh, basically, it was a two years gap in between that because I originally didn't plan on getting a master's. Um, but some spoke to me. I've always wanted to do a nonprofit organization, either for homeless and also or mentoring. I've always wanted to do that. Even in college, I was a freshman mentor. So I was like, hey, what you do for God is what's going to stay here on the earth. So I was like, let me get a master's in nonprofit leadership because, I mean, maybe the part of me being a TV personality didn't work out. But even when I said I was going to be famous, I always wanted to give back and I wanted to give back with a nonprofit. So that's why I decided to do nonprofit leadership for my master's. So it took me some time to like once I, I think I didn't come up with that until a year after I graduated from my bachelor's because I was still, I was working customer service because I couldn't get a job in communications right out of, you know, a recession. So right. I was like, let me try to do a master's. And so right. of course I had to study for the GRE, do the applications, things like that. And I really wanted to come to Atlanta even then, but I got denied from UGA. I got denied from Georgia State because the GRE is the devil. And <laughs> it was Belmont that gave me an opportunity to come in and actually do an interview and um, actually accepted me in the interview. Wow. And it was nonprofit leadership versus like public affairs where it was kind of like more generalized. So it was a reason why, even though I didn't want to stay in Nashville two more years, but it was a reason why I had to do that process that way. And with all this happening, like you said, you have to work in customer service before you could because you couldn't get that job right out of college. What kept you motivated to keep going? Because I know a lot of times, especially after graduating from college, when things don't go the way that you planned, some people get discouraged. So what kept you like motivated? I think my personality is really hyper. Um, and at first, I did have an attitude. I thought that it was right after I finished BT, girl, I just finished working awards. You know, <laughs> Alicia Keys and all these other people. And I'm in here at the, at the customer service at a water company. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, how dreadful. So I didn't even really talk to the coworkers. Girl, I had an attitude. So no. <laughs> I, um, I had to, like, come to a place that's like, well, I'm here. So when I make the best of it, and I even started opening up to my coworkers. And it was only, like, five of us. But after I opened up, I actually got to like them a lot. And we became, like, a little family, you know, at work. And they were a lot older than me, too. So it was a big age gap. Besides one other girl, she was... Um, like maybe a year older than me and I ended up just connecting with them and we laughed and had a good time even when we was there and it became better so it's more, more about your mental you can change your con you know like your perception of where you're at currently so I just decided to enjoy where I'm at and make the best of it and just do it that way of all the ventures you've had thus far from your uh business to your personal life what have you learned most about yourself what I've learned most about myself is one, like you said, everything's not going to go your way. I do have a hard time with that. I'm kind of spoiled with my way, but everything's not going to go your way and everything's not going to happen on your time. Um, so you have to enjoy where you are now and make the most of it and then just take life as it comes at you. Also, I would say being more grateful because that was a part of me being spoiled. There were some things that I took for granted. There's some things that I expected. There's some things that I probably thought that it was old to me when it's not, you know, so it's about being grateful and then also, you know, understanding that everything's not going to go your way. Everything's not going to happen in your own time. Just make right. the most of it and do what you can while you're here and try to make the most of what you have as your life. Like, you know, sometimes I struggle myself because I was a big, per like big on perfection. <laughs> like everything had to be perfect, perfect, perfect. And so I realized that that was like one of the things that held me back a lot of times from like 
making progress on myself. So do you like surprise yourself a lot when certain things come up? Yes. Like the business, I never expected to be a business owner. I've told my mentees before, like, I just, I'm, I'm happy with getting a check every two weeks and yeah. having the stability, having insurance, having, you know, someone to talk to at work. And like, I never was like, oh, I don't want to sit at home by myself. But it just, you know, the circumstances of me losing my job December 30th, it mm-hmm. put me into thinking of different creative ways. Like, this is what I want to do. And I used to do it for somebody else for their marketing studio. And it's like, why can't I do it for myself? So I came up with the concept. That night, I already had my first client. Uh, within an hour of starting it, I came up with the name. I got my friend to do the logo. I did the website myself, and I got it uh, to be an LLC. So I did everything in a week and was able to launch it. But basically, I never thought that I was going to be a business owner, and I never thought that I would be getting my doctorate. It was like I made it that far, and I did go straight into my doctorate. But I thought, hey, I struggled a little bit with my thesis, and you know, it was a little hard times as far as like making sure my professor, my my dissertation or well, thesis chair was happy with it. Sometimes she said no, had to get an editor. But basically once I got through that, if I can make through that in the summer, I finished my thesis in three months or four months. If I could do that, I was like, why not get a doctor? And then when I ended up getting my job and seeing that it was free, I was like, well, mm-hmm. why not take advantage of a free benefit? And exactly. <laughs> it's all about your mindset. You can only do what your mind says you can do. That's so true. I've been um, listening to a lot of motivational speakers, in particular, Les uh, Brown. Like, he says a lot of, like, stuff that gets to you, like, where you really have to think. It's really all in your head at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So I know that when you do, um, for your nonprofit, for example, have you had a particular situation with a mentee where they had a lot of self-doubt? Or what were your encouraging words for them? I've had a few of them. Like, we have a group, me, chat, and there's been some that's talked about you know, depression or losing a family member close to him, like a mother or father or grandmother. Some have talked about different things. I actually have one of my mentees right here with me too. So she can actually speak on some of it as well. She came by to visit me, surprised me. She's like one of my, she's always, she's been there from the beginning. She came to my workshop in February here in Atlanta. And since then, she hasn't been able to get rid of me. (laughs) You can allow her to speak a little bit. She can tell you a little bit more about how it, how it is. Please do. Well, hello. Say your name, first <laughs> of all. My name is Kavana, and yes, I am one of Lauren's um, mentees. And there's a reason why I can't get rid of her, because uh, <laughs> I don't want to get rid of her. <laughs> In my opinion, she's a great mentor, and there are times when, in our group me, um, we struggle with different things um, as we mm-hmm. have different challenges. And it's nice to have somebody that's either A, already been there, or um, he just seems to always know the right words to say when you need it. And sometimes you don't even know you need it. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, she, but she says it. Um, and I also think that it's so great for us because of her honesty and her authenticity. Um, I told her that seeing her on Instagram, I was just like, she's just so perfect. Like, mm-hmm. right? Mom, I'm just her in my life. Like, <laughs> give me the secret. Honey, uh, <laughs> she, 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 she's being modest about herself while she's over here. 
she went to Georgia State University and just finished her master's, and she's an HR professional at a very high-end hotel company here. But go ahead. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. And even when I, when I met her, you know, you see people on Instagram, and it's just like, oh, they're... Again, they're perfect, and you forget that right. sometimes forget that they're real people, um, mm. and they have real issues, and they struggle every day, just like you. Um, but she was never afraid to say that. She's never afraid to tell you um, what's going on. She does it. She really doesn't put herself on a pedestal. Um, she's very humble about herself, and I definitely think that's um, something that we benefit hugely from it's just oh my gosh she's a real person you know um <laughs> like she doesn't sugarcoat anything um and i think that that's important because especially in our day and age of social media and us being women we want to be accepted so bad and mm-hmm. we, like, we have to do things differently and we have to look a certain way and act a certain way and mm-hmm. she's not about that it's very much do you be you i'm gonna be your mentor regardless so right and stuff that's too heavy for me, I've always, like, some stuff is real deep, like, depression, and, like, I've had a few, you know, a few maybe mention depression and constantly mm-hmm. suicide. At that point, I can't, that's past a mentor responsibility. So, at that point, I, I've talked about it several times with them, like, seek counseling, seek professional help, because that's above what I can help you with, and I don't want that to be on me, because I can only do so much as a mentor. Right. So, I've definitely even did a whole blog, you know, centered around that. I even had another professional who was a counselor to come in and talk about how it's not just for people that are quote unquote crazy, but it's for everyday normal people that are dealing with, you know, mental battles. So yeah. I definitely, you know, I also encourage them if it's something beyond me, there's other help out there. Other resources. And so that's really, really good. Like I'm in love right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you just all came from you wanting to help others. That's just something that I want to get into as well. Mm-hmm. From um, like what do your family and friends think about your work? They they are really supportive. Uh when I was in Nashville, did my workshop, my first one there, my friends, uh, my best friend Paige, uh a friend Donlin, Victoria, my friend Teresa, they all well, my best friend Teresa. But they all came out, they helped me, they paid for some of the food. Cause with nonprofits sometimes you don't like I didn't charge the Minty's a lot of money for for the event, but I still had to pay for the venue, the food, you know, the decorations, the supplies, because we did vision boards. So that, you know, I ended up paying some of it. So my friends definitely stepped in and helped me pay for some of it because they knew my vision and knew what I was trying to do. So they're very supportive. Um, they helped me a lot. My little sister is very supportive. She has her own cake business. So she's always, you know, trying to help me out, even as a little sister. So I think I definitely have supportive family and friends that definitely, you know, support my vision and help me. It's really good that you say that. If you can preach a little bit on, like, how good it is to have, to surround yourself with like-minded individuals. Um, well, the older you get, the more you realize what's important and what's not important. For one, you realize family is so important. You know, as you get older, friends change, people change, people flake on you, but at the end of the day, family's always going to be there. If you have some type of event, you better believe family is going to be there for sure, you know. So that's the most important, but also being around other people that have goals in mind. You don't want to be around the same complacent people 
Because birds of a feather flock together. And if you are an eagle, why would you hang around a chicken? Because chickens can't fly. Mm-hmm. So, like, you get it, like, why would you do that if you're, like, trying to soar and go to different heights? If you have a chicken, their wings not going to get them nowhere. So, it's right. kind of like, you have to make sure you put yourself, because you want that positivity. You want someone that's going to, you know, motivate you. Why would you allow somebody to let you be complacent and not have goals and not want to progress in life? Because that means you're literally just going to sit there and waste your life away. Nothing's going to change. You're going to have the same people that are standing out there on the corner at the in front of the gas station, the same guys when you go back home from high school, still doing the same thing, still wearing the same outfits. <laughs> Life is just in still motion. And that is, like, so true. It's sometimes with it being an age gap, because I'm 26 years old. My youngest sister is 18. She just turned 18 and graduated. Mm-hmm. So sometimes with our age gap, it's like hard to relate that message. Like I'm trying to tell her I've been there, I've done this, and it's hard to get through. Do you find it challenging sometimes to speak to people younger? No, and I, my brother and sister are seven and nine years apart from me. Now sometimes mm-hmm. I do think I'm their mom, but um, and I think even with my mentees, sometimes I think I'm their mom. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other times like because I've been there and I'm still a, I, I'm a funny like if you're around me like I'm still a fun kind of person, so I don't act like a old person I really (laughs) I have some moments where I will act like a mom where I get overprotective where I think people should I have a real big mindset of being like a lady like I can have fun and like rap and do that type of stuff but you still need to carry yourself like a lady at all times so I do um I will be kind of like a mom and I will kind of like be straight I'm very blunt and very straightforward so sometimes people can take that a different way but Mm -hmm. I definitely think that I can relate because I still like to have fun I mean I've still been there it's not that big of an age difference. Once you get over a certain age, we're all grown. Yes, it's true. Like even in the workplace, I mean, you work with different people, different ages, and you're all going to get the same amount, and you're all going to still be the same, you know, like the same position or different position. But you're all still adults. You're all, no matter what gener- generation you're in, you're an adult, so you should be treated as one. The age group, the age gap means nothing. I, I have a, a really good gift, though, I think, personally, of making – a connection with anybody. I literally can go anywhere and I will talk to anyone. I'm talking any background, racial, age. I literally, I'm going to find something we have in common and I'm going to talk to you. I go to events by myself. I don't do it as much now because I know it's probably not the safest, but I'll ask mm-hmm. you, hey, can you take my picture? Hey, where are you from? Like, start talking to them. The last event I think I went to my, by myself, I went to the Gucci Mane concert by myself, I think. That is like a key thing that I think a lot of people lack sometimes. Oh, no, I lied. I just went to Papa Do's on Friday by myself to celebrate my new job, and I ate at the bar by myself. Yeah, I met friends at the bar and talked to them, had good conversations. That's a really good trait to have. So for those that are listening and would like to do what you are doing, or it doesn't come easy for them to socialize and brand themselves, what advice could you give them? To be yourself. And I mean, I think it's because it's part of my personality it comes easy. I'm literally just like a hyper bubbly person, but I would definitely say be yourself, stay true to yourself because those who are truly going to understand you and, you know, want to know who you are going to accept you regardless. Like I'm not perfect. I have flaws. Um, I'm selfish. Sometimes I can be stingy with my favorite stuff. I'm getting a lot better. Um, so yeah, I would just say be yourself, but also just, you know, so if you're not like an overly friendly person and bubbly, like don't try to force yourself to be that, just be who you are. Right. And those right people are going to attract to you because of who you are. Yeah. So is there a quote you live by, a book you've read, or a person in your life that keeps you going? I do have two favorite quotes, and one of them is by Oscar Wilde, and it is, you can never be over 
Overeducated or Overdressed. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite one is by Dr. Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. And it's called My Mission in Life is Not to Merely Survive, but to Thrive and to Do Some with Some Passion, Some Compassion, and Some, so some Passion, Some Compassion, and Some Humor, and Some Style. So basically, I think that definitely embodies who I am because I don't want to just survive in life. I want to actually thrive and to travel and to, you know, be happy and to do different fun events and to live life. And then also, I want to do it with passion. So the passion comes from my passion for social media, my passion for my mentor organization, my passion for life. And then some compassion. That's also the same things like my compassion to want to help others. And some humor because I'm funny. I think I'm funny anyway. Like I have some humor. I'm definitely silly. And I also think you have some style, you know, like, I don't know. I don't dress to the nines every day, but when I <laughs> try to put a little something together, I think I'm decent. You know, if I had more money, trust, I would be straight off the runway. Okay, that's how I feel. Are you working on anything new? Anything new? I'm, no, I'm not, but I'm just trying to perfect the stuff that I already have going because I do have a lot going on. But I am trying to raise more money right now for my Gentle Crown Mentoring Scholarship Foundation. So this is my first time trying to do a scholarship, but I want to do it in the fall. And I just trying to raise money for that. Is there a like um, website that people can go to to donate? Yes, um, you can go to www.adjustyourcrownmentoring.com and there is a donate tab. You can also go to my personal Instagram, which is doctor, like dr. Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N-E-L-I-S-E, so Dr. Lauren Elise, and there is, um, if you click in my bio, like the bio part, it is the GoFundMe for that. So it's a 2017 fall scholarship. I want to award it to one of my mentees. It'll be based on them writing an essay, a 500-word essay about like what they want to do with their degree, what, how do they feel mentoring uh, has helped their life, and what do they feel, you know, how they feel about mentoring. And it's going to be a committee of people to judge those. So it won't just be just me. My next workshop is in Memphis. And it is August 12th at 5 to 7 p.m. And those tickets can be purchased in the Adjust Your Crown Mentoring Instagram's website. Like you click on the link in the bio, it takes you to the event right for that. And that is coming up. And that's called Branding and Social Media Etiquette. And it's with my friend, Paris Chanel. Good. Thank you so much for putting that out there. So that concludes the serious part of it all. I want to get into the fun and random questions. (laughs) So if you could time travel, what time or year would you go back to? 99 and 2000. Yeah. House parties, twerking and sweating with your workout. And I mean, I I didn't have any bills. I just lived to go to the skate ring on Fridays at Rivergate and you know, Friday 13th when Jason came out on skates and chased the, you know, New Year's Eve. We just stayed at the skating rink overnight until mm-hmm. you know, 6 a.m. You know, it was life was just fun. We just lived life. Like, mm-hmm. you know, free ride bikes around the neighborhood in the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, Dukes carefree. You know, it was just life. I loved it. And then that's when, you know, 99, 2000, doing it for the 99, 2000. <laughs> yes. That was a theme. It was just, it was just fun. Fun, good times, good memories. And what is your favorite dessert? Strawberry shortcake or anything strawberry. Oh, yes. Love the strawberry. Strawberry milk? Strawberry anything flavored. Yes. (laughs) And what is a typical day like for you? Typical day? Yes. Uh, Work, 9 to 5, come home, 
work out. Sometimes now that it's hot, I'll work it outside. I usually take my dog, Fancy Chanel, and make her run around the neighborhood. We do two miles. But even if I go to the gym, I usually do two miles on either the elliptical, Stairmaster, or treadmill. Come home, I usually work on some of my social media stuff, like work on the graphics, things like that. Mm -hmm. I watch my bad shows, you know, my reality TV. Yes, guilty pleasures. Yep, and then I go to bed and... That's during the week. During the weekend, I have different events. Like, I'll do fun stuff. I like fun stuff. But um, this weekend, uh, my mentee, some of us, we're getting together. We're going to Whitewater, the water theme park, and we're having a cookout. So I do different little stuff. Like, I love going on dates and planning events. So I'm like a busybody. We went, I'll go bike riding. I'll, you know, climb Stone Mountain. Like, I have to be busy on the weekends during the summer. Like, right. It's, it's fun. Like, I'm literally, like, I want to, I can't sit still. I want to have you stay fun. active. That's really like me. I like that. So, what was your childhood nickname? Pocahontas. Really? Oh my goodness, that's so cute. <laughs> it was from eighth grade until like I graduated from high school. People like some people really didn't even know my name. They would call my mom's house and say, "Can I speak to Pocahontas?" The teachers sometimes call me Pocahontas. Anytime my name was on the announcements, they said Pocahontas. People didn't even know my name was Lauren. Oh like, my god! After I graduated from high school. Oh my goodness, that's too cute. If you could be any character from any show, cartoon, movie, book, what character would you be and why? Whitley Gilbert. Oh! <laughs> I love Whitley. I love Whitley, but I would also be like, I don't know, I guess I would be an extra in Martin. I love Martin, everybody knows. I guess I would be, yeah, I would be an extra in Martin. I wouldn't be Shanae, even though I love her, but I wouldn't <laughs> want to look like Shanae. I think I would be an extra in Martin. And then I would either be Whitley Gilbert in a different world. And nice. I would do that because I love her style. I love who she was. Even though she was bougie, she was still a little fun and still a little, like, yeah. she, was, she was fun. And then, of course, Martin, because that was just the best show ever, and it was just funny. But they also talked about real issues that was going on. Martin lost his job on the show. Gina was making more money than him. Gina thought that he wasn't going to marry her, so she left, you know, taught him a lesson. Like, all those things happen in real life. So I think even though it was funny and games, like, their relationship wasn't even perfect. It was fun, but they also had times where they argued, like, before their uh, engagement party. You know, like, they didn't even make it to it because they were arguing about something small. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's real life, but so that's what I like because it was real. So how can people reach you? They can reach me either through the website, the www.adjustyourcrownmentoring.com, or my my social medias, uh, the doc, doc at doctor dot Lauren Elise or at adjust your crown mentoring or at the social media doctor, and that's just the social media and dr all one word. And that's my interview with Dr. Lauren Simpson. Thank you so much for being on the show. I really really appreciate it. Like I said, when I saw you, I was like, I gotta have her <laughs> on my show. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please leave a rating and review on iTunes and invite your friends to listen as well. For more information on today's episode, head on over to charactershere.com and follow me on Twitter at charactershere. Don't forget to check out my books on Amazon. Until next time, don't be a stranger, be a character. Be a character. Be a character.